Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello and welcome to the Modernize or Die podcast CFML News Edition. Today is January 18th. This is episode 131 and I am Eric Peterson. With me is Mr. Daniel Garcia. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Eric. Sorry about that. I have my thing playing. Oh, no I'm worries. Glad to have you here this uh, Tuesday morning or afternoon, depending on what time zone we're all in. We want to start by thanking Order Solutions for sponsoring this podcast, the makers of all great things box. A few ways to say thank you back to Order Solutions. Please like and subscribe to these videos on YouTube or subscribe in your podcast app of choice. You can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which releases new content every week. And until Brad gets 103 command box quick tips and tricks, you can buy 102 cold box quick tips and tricks over on Gumroad. And finally, we are so grateful for our Patreon supporters. We have 37 Patreons supporting, providing 97% of the funding for this podcast. You can learn more at patreon.com slash solutions, and we'll tell you how you can join at the end of this podcast. Excellent. Thank you very much. We uh, Is Brad coming out with 103 cold box? You know, I'm we've sorry, told him he needs to, but uh, I don't actually know if there's a plan for it. I just keep saying it so i think we saying it just to that's how things get started right <laughs> i heard that right? so, yeah <laughs> <clears throat> one better than the code box one okay so news and events so we have an upcoming ordis webinar or it's going to be on cb wire with alpine js with grant copley um on january 28th at 11 a.m central time chicago time chicago land time cornfield time. time that i recognize um Yes, cornfield time, Eric. <laughs> so in this webinar, Grant, he's a lead developer for CB Wire, will show how to build modern reactive CML apps and use them very easily with very little JavaScript. So I saw some of this before. It looks really awesome. Please check it out. Nope. Somebody is saying no video. Nope, here we are. We're good. Okay. So definitely please check that out. Yeah, so CB Wire is a great way to write very little JavaScript, if any, for interactive components that you would normally expect to have JavaScript. Um, and Alpine.js, I'm calling it the spiritual successor to um, to jQuery. It's like jQuery and Vue mixed together. Uh, very easy to sprinkle in your application, whereas even Vue, which I love dearly, is more of a, like, use our full tool chain, compile this code, and Alpine's definitely, uh, hey, drop a script tag and then do stuff. So... If you're interested in either of those, come drop by. Uh, next, another Log4j update, because we keep talking about it. Lucy539 uh, in the latest snapshot uses Log4j2. It does not have Log4j1 anymore, and it is, of course, on the past version of that. So you can grab the latest Lucy snapshot and uh, make those security scanners happy. So coming up, we have an Adobe Workshop. It's uh, more Cofusion workshops announced, led by Damien Bruendonks. I hope, Damien, I pronounced that right. Uh, we have two dates, one February 2nd, 2022, 
9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Central European time or 1.30 to 9 p.m. Indian Standard Time. Uh, second date is March 9th, again at 9 to 4.30 Central European time or 1.30 to 9 Indian Standard Time. I'm gonna go ahead and post a link to that. You wanna check them out. Remember the time zones. <laughs> so uh, if you are very interested, that is 2 a.m. Uh, Central Time here in the States. So if you want to attend those, you just got to wake up a bit early or stay up late. One of the two. <laughs> They'll probably record them. Um, also, the latest CF cast content updates just released. I haven't watched this yet. And I really need to. Um, the Soapbox Coldbox Anniversary Edition with Luis Mahano and Jorge Reyes. Um, they talk about, well, actually, I don't know what they talked about because I didn't watch it yet. But I imagine <laughs> it's the anniversary episode. Was it 15 years now, Eric? Does that sound right? Uh, Cold Box? I, I'm and, not sure. Um, yeah. I know, I'm bad. Don't tell Luis yes. or Jorge. 15th anniversary. Yes. <laughs> I knew that much. <laughs> I'm trusting everybody out there. Please don't rat me out. I will watch it by the end of the week. Also, <laughs> we're going to have some into the box Latin America stuff. You know, you posted coming soon. I don't know exactly when, but it's coming soon. And as always, please send your suggestions at cfcast.com slash support. And I'll post the link to that. Okay. On to conferences. We really only have one we're talking about right now, and that is the Vue.js Nation Conference, a free online event, January 26th and 27th. You can register at vue.jsnation.com. And for any of your other conference need, our friends at comps.tech have you covered. You can go and filter based on the language, type, any of those uh, criteria, and find a conference that fits you. Awesome. Yeah, I was kind of surprised all the stuff they had on there. Um, there's really a lot of online conferences. Well, obviously, online conferences still, but that's a good site, comps.tech. Please check them out. The link is in the chat. Um, so getting to blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. I feel like we should have like an audio blurb for that, like with an echo effect. <laughs> we got to get hey. our soundboard set up, everybody. <laughs> blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Anyway, so for Nolan Irk, he did his Cold Fusion Summit 2020 recap. So last month, last month was a CF Summit 2021 conference. Like many events lately, this one was virtual as opposed to the normal in Vegas um, hopefully we'll get there again someday. But Nolan would say this was well worth attending for anyone near the CFML space. And we watched some of those sessions and I agree with them. I'm going to post Nolan's link. Nolan does a great job when he goes to these conferences, when he's not presenting, um, kind of giving his recap of what was cool and all the other neat things. And um, please check out that link on Nolan's blog and maybe scroll through some of his other stuff. Nolan's got a lot of great stuff he puts out there and we appreciate him. Yeah. I do you know if they've posted the uh videos anywhere yet? You know, I didn't check that. That was on my list. Um Okay. If anybody knows, uh drop us a line and we'll we'll put it here in the podcast. Um I did also just find when looking for this on Adobe site, they have another um session or webinar for them coming up on January 27th actually. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. It is Adobe Cold Fusion and NFTs. That's right. You can use your favorite buzzword with Cold Fusion. 
So if, if any of that in, interests you, the blockchain, NFTs, crypto, and using it with Adobe Cold Fusion, Mark Takata is giving a webinar January 27th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I did put a link on there, Eric. Um, Charlie's got a uh, posting from summer 14th about viewing the recordings, um, where if you log in there, you can actually see them. I don't think they're the official recordings, but okay. I threw that in the chat as well. Awesome. I should. Yep. Okay. Um, Moving on to our next blog. We have one from Mr. Matt Clemente about retrieving database credentials from AWS Secrets Manager. Um, so this one was about uh, a follow-up to his about using the AWS Secret Manager and specifically how to set up a data source with it and make sure that you're not, you know, asking for that data source on every request. So um, I like his approach. He grabs it and sets a system property in Java to only grab it once and then configures his data source that way. So you can check out that database. I think the other way I would have thought of doing it, not that this is wrong, is um, doing it in some sort of build pipeline, like grabbing it and serializing it to the environment that there. But... You know what? That's There's many different ways to do the same things. So uh, check out that for a way to get those secrets, use it in a database, and interact with AWS that way. Uh, next, we have a, I don't want to call it a 101 because it's uh, it goes past that. It's like 101 and 201 combined with Logbox. So this is a blog post by Will, Will DeBruin. It's Logbox Basic Concepts and Configuration. Um, again, it takes you from the basics, but he goes through every aspect of Logbox, which is one of those that seems kind of like a lot of like a lot of terminology. And so once you get those defined, uh, it makes a lot more sense. So you can check that out to know how to set up your own loggers, what an appender is, how to handle categories and uh, be a logging pro in no time. Awesome. So I posted Matt's link as well. I got a little slow there. Also, check out Will's site anyway. Um, Will's got some great blog content on there. I found very helpful tips. So shout out to Will. Thank you for what you're doing and keep doing it, please. It's very helpful to all of us. Um, but moving on. <laughs> so for CFMO jobs, we got a few. So I know that there's a job posting for a senior application developer at Kemper, and I know that they're looking for a few people. So I'll go ahead and post the job link there. Some of my friends at Kemper, great group to work with. Highly recommend checking them out. Um, I also have several positions available on getcfmljobs.com, which I don't know if this has been updated, but listing over 24 CF positions from 16 companies across 16 locations in five countries since November 25th, 2021. That sounds good to me, <laughs> um, but we do have four new jobs listed there. A full-time software developer in Overland Park, Kansas, a full-time um, senior developer in Latin America, Cologne, Pennsylvania, a full-time Cofusion developer in Maryland, and a full-time senior app developer UK um, remote. And then, of course, other job links are adventure.com slash careers. I'll go ahead and post all these job links as soon as I catch up here. And as always, uh, for those that have job postings um, outside of 
the United States, Canada, and the UK, um, go ahead. You can send them to us. We know CFML, uh, get CFML jobs doesn't parse any sites with those. So we can amplify those job postings here if you have them. Okay. Well, <clears throat> let's talk about our ForgeBox module of the week. Uh, today is an update to a popular one, and it was released a little while ago, maybe a week ago. Uh, but I, I asked Gavin to hold on to it till I was on the podcast. <laughs> um, it's an update to CB validation, and CB validation got some new powers in this latest update with nested constraints. So now you can define that. Uh, incoming key is supposed to be a struct and what values it should have um, keys and values there and that can go as deep as you need it to go so obviously you can way overdo it and have a very complicated structure um, but you know there's many times you need some sort of nested data coming in especially with all our APIs nowadays um, that joins I believe this was in the last release but if it wasn't that joins array items where you can also define that an array will come in and all of the items of the array need to be a certain shape, whether that's they all need to be numbers or dates or themselves be nested constraints and objects that come in. So that lets you do, I think, basically any shape of data that needs to come in right here in CB validation now. Did you write CB validation from the beginning? I know you're pretty involved in it. No, I no, I did not write it from the beginning, but I do, <clears throat> I do love it, and I, I mean, I use it in every project. You always need validation. Um, I can't think of a project I've worked on that didn't need to validate user input coming in, and it's just to me the easiest way. And I love that it's consistent across all the projects I work on, so I don't have to think about doing it again. In fact, I just was helping a client and. They weren't too sure about all the modules yet. <laughs> and so I was doing like, you know, handwritten validation and I forgot how many if statements you end up writing, <laughs> you know, like just for each different validation rule and then collecting all the messages and checking if there's validation. And I'm just so used to CB validation doing that for me. So that's awesome. I think I ever told you a couple of years ago, I first discovered CB validation for a project. And true story, I was so blown away and excited by it that I actually subscribed to Patreon and started giving you guys money and giving us money for the, because CB Relation was just that awesome. Everything else is awesome too, but that, whatever reason, that just blew me away that day. And Nice. Love CB. So you can check out the, the latest and greatest um, on Forgebox or at the official docs, coldbox-validation.ordersbooks.com. Or if you don't want to remember that whole thing, if you go to ordersbooks.com, you can see and search all of our different um, products, commercial, open source, frameworks, modules. There's a lot there. Paste the link to Ordis Books in case somebody can't spell Ordis Books. Or doesn't want to. <laughs> so that's it on the ForgeVox module. Dan, how about you tell us about the VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week? Yep, so the VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. Week, anyway. Uh, it's marked out with... <laughs> You guys invited me on the podcast. That's what you have to put up with. Um, so it's called Markdown Lint. So in a way, Markdown is the new HTML. Um, 
Howard can be kind of cumbersome to deal with when your markdown misses an asterisk or an octothorpe, which is really a pound sign, or a space somewhere. Uh, markdown <laughs> lint deals with formatting all the inconsistencies that come with writing markdown. Also, you should learn correct markdown by alerting you if something is wrong. So it's just a really nice linting tool for learning markdown. Um, VS Code, obviously, I'm gonna paste the link in there. I invite you to check that out. I know that's something that's very handy because I feel like I'm I'm using Markdown, but I'm definitely not a pro at it. I feel like I always mess something up. So that is a nice plugin to check out. Great. I have a very interesting question now. Does the Adobe Docs talk about that hash sign as an Octothorpe? I, I'm just so curious now. Oh, I don't I've know. Ne I've, I'll... Never, I've never even looked. Nope. I'm right there now. Text that is surrounded by number signs. So there we go. Somebody, somebody contacted W. Put in the bug. Say this should be Octothorpes. Of course, I wouldn't, I'll be I wouldn't have recognized what an Octothorpe is. <laughs> to, to be fair, I didn't know either. But a friend of mine at Bartram, who's presented at Into the Box in the past and Confusion Developer, he introduced that word to me, and I immediately had to look it up because then he was right. It's they're Octothorpes. So if you can tell older confusion code, when you, when you see pound signs everywhere, we call it superfluous octothorps. That's how you know you're dealing with old confusion code. <laughs> uh, I think this is one of those cases where you can be semantic or you can have friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not> both. <laughs> my my, I'm derailing this for a second, but my favorite semantic thing that everybody will just roll your eyes about is... Um, when somebody says that's my forte, um, that's actually not the pronunciation. It's fort because it means the strong part of a sword. Um, but really? if you correct people on that, they will just roll their eyes at you and walk away. So I just now give them a sly look to my wife and she rolls her eyes at me instead of everybody. So <laughs> I had no idea that's the. Uh... You sure about that? It's not French, Forte. I, I will I will find a video and I'm gonna put it in the show notes for anybody who cares. <laughs> on Facebook doesn't mean it's true, Eric. I know. <laughs> Alrighty, well let's wrap this up. <laughs> Check Wikipedia. <laughs> There's another great source. Okay. Um thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Uh you support all our open source initiatives, including this podcast, Forgebox, and many other open source projects you can support us on patreon.com slash order solutions sign up for a bronze package and up and you get a forgebox pro and cf cast subscription thrown in the mix as well as all patreon supporters getting access to their own private forum on our community website community.ordersolutions.com and now it's that time of the podcast where we end by thanking all of those wonderful people daniel take it away do that as soon as I post these two links. <laughs> My problem, Eric, is that I start hearing you talk, and I just want to sit here and listen. And I I have it. one of those voices. <laughs> you do. Pulls <laughs> you into a nice sense of. <clears throat> anyway, so we want to thank our patreons. I'm going to go through the list. If I mispronounce your name, I apologize. I am getting better each and every month. So starting out with John Wilson from Snaptricks, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez. Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Jonathan Parrott, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media 6, Dean Mounder, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Lakshma Turtahadi, Kara Van Stetten, Dan Card, 
Jeremy Adams, Jordan Clark, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, Mingo Hagen, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongi, Kevin Wright, and Stephen Klotz. And you can see an up-to-date list of all sponsors on Order Solutions website at ordersolutions.com slash about us slash sponsors. And there it is. So and short and sweet some. today. Lots of people mentioning that and teasing us about it, but that's okay. We let you get back to your life at this point. Also, if you want a longer podcast, write more blog posts and we'll talk about them. <laughs> right. That or Bug Ben. We didn't have any Ben posts this week. That was the problem. Oh, that's true. And Charlie either. Between Ben and Charlie were good for like a good 45 minutes of content. There you go, community. Pick up the slack. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you, Scott Steinbeck, who keeps commenting from the peanut gallery. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, and we will catch you next week for another episode and some workshops and com- and uh, webinars. We'll see you then. Yep, see you. Thanks. <laughs>